This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masalo with the RidingStoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. If we all want to succeed 100% of the time seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. Welcome to the show. It is Friday, August 4th, 2023. I'm Eric Campbell sitting in very obviously for the talent, Terry Combs, who is currently out. And you can find me at ericcampbell.com. With Terry not here, we got to give him a hard time somehow, but uh, okay, oh, we'll, sure. we'll, we'll, we'll find that later. But uh, my <laughs> name is Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at OurSuccessGroup.com. Uh, Eric, exciting day today. Today, we are going Huge. to be talking to Jeremy Picker of Amber Creative. I always want to say Amber 3 Creative, but <laughs> you have a hard time with the date. The I, yeah, the okay. We're good. We're good. We got the this. No way. Jeremy's awesome. He's been on the show uh, many times before, which yes. is fantastic. And we, you know, he's always kind of Eric been been our go to guy when it comes to certainly trends. Um, I don't know anybody yes. that keeps up yes. or has the eye for a trend as much as Jeremy does first and foremost. But then just the creativity too. So you know, when we want to talk creativity, Jeremy's who we go to. Um, you you actually got to see and uh, hear if you're on the podcast side make sure you come and catch the uh, the video version of last week's show and uh, this week you'll want to do the same thing uh, it looks like so you got to see some of the amazing things that they're doing over there at Amber uh, yeah. with Joe Kramer last week and so this is creativity man I love getting my creative juices flowing Huge. you know I, I this is really exciting um, so that's what we're going to be doing here today Eric and then. Uh, also, just a reminder for everybody to stay tuned until the very end, and uh, you get your helping of the secret sauce this week. I'm going to share some tips that I've learned about utilizing AI as a time management tool. Nice. Um, not something we think of typically when it comes to AI, but uh, stay tuned and then learn a little bit about that a little bit later on as well. So, um, Absolutely. I can't wait for it, especially because I know you've been doing a lot of work with uh, generative AI with mm -hmm. language model stuff. So yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. It's super stuff. interesting to me. So uh, I try to dig as deep as I can and uh, we'll see if this sauce will help anybody out. It's, it's certainly helped me. So I'm, I'm looking oh, for absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, great yeah. stuff. And yeah. also, as usual, we have the news coming up and we have Cassie coming in from the Apparelist. And we could not be uh, more blessed than to have this lineup today. So uh, why don't we get into the news? Let's do it. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm super excited to listen to Jeremy talk, by the way, because um, he's one of my favorite people to listen to when it comes to like like you were saying, talking trends, talking creativity. So great show in store for everybody today. Uh, a couple quick headlines for everybody. Start with number one. Event recap, WB Week doesn't disappoint. So on July 19th through 22nd in Fort Worth, Texas, apparel decorators from around the country came together to learn more about water-based printing at the annual WB Week event that's hosted by Maid Lab. They have several sponsors. Uh, the event was split into two sections this year, one more targeted toward beginners, one more targeted toward advanced users. Um, it was incredibly well received. We've heard nothing but great things. Um, one of my uh, coworkers was there and she said it was an excellent event. Um, not only did attendees get plenty of takeaway tips um, and advice, but they also got hands-on experience with the equipment using water-based ink. 
Um, I have a few more thoughts on that, but first I'm going to read my second headline for this week. <clears throat> Recap, discussing apparel industry challenges, leadership qualities, and more at Shirt Lab 2023. So second event recap, but there's a reason for this, I promise. Um, so this year's Shirt Lab event, which was held in New Orleans from July 28th through 29th, centered around better ways to develop and run an apparel decorating business. So some of the presentations that were there um, included how to build better communities, utilizing collaboration techniques, uh, maximizing revenue with drip marketing automation and more. Um, so the point that I'm trying to hammer home with uh, talking about these events and doing recaps is to just point out that there's so many great industry events. I mean, you know, Aaron's been part of several, Eric's part of several, Terry's part of several. You can find great events around the decorated apparel community um, to get technical training, like learning how to execute a high quality water-based uh, print. Um, but it's also equally important to make sure that you are continuing to learn how to run your business more efficiently. Time and time again, this is the feedback we get from everyone in the industry. Um, so, you know, there, there are great hubs, great opportunities for that. Um, make sure to visit Apparelist because we like to keep a comprehensive lineup of all of those events on our site, connecting you with the right events where you need to be, all that good stuff. All right, third headline this week, guys. Proposed California textile recycling bill hits delay. Um, so I do want to share about this bill. Um, earlier this year, we at Apparelist reported on SB 707, which would have made California the first state to require its fashion manufacturers to help set up a free collection site in every county where consumers could drop off unwanted items. Um, you might think this doesn't apply to apparel decorators. It absolutely does. Um, under the language of this law, many apparel decorators would have been classified as producers and would have had to help pay for this, this bill and foot the recycling cost. Um, the collection centers would have been funded by imposing a fee on the brands and other companies selling the covered products in the state. Um, however, the bill has since been delayed. So if you're in your California, it's been delayed. Uh, there's a lot of language and requirements in this bill um, that many parties, including our subject matter experts, felt need to be refined. Uh, it centers around extended producer responsibility, how that looks. It's very complex, <laughs> but we all need to think about the widespread implications of not only sustainability in fashion and textile industries, um, but also what realistic change looks like. So let's continue having those conversations, guys. Um, that's everything I have for you today. Erin, uh, Eric, back to you guys. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Cassie. Appreciate you uh, uh, joining us here today. And Here's what I love about Cassie, multiple things, but one of the things yes. is she's always so into helping and sharing and, and like she said, kind of being that hub for this industry. Uh, she's actually on vacation right now and coming to us from a, a different location, made sure she was all wired in. Ah, thank you, Cassie. Very good. Absolutely. And we really always do that on the half with your little yeah, yeah, silent yeah. clap. Well, here's yeah. our <laughs> silent applause. So, thank you, thank Cassie. You very much. All right. Well, let's uh, real, real quick. Let's, We've got some regulators already checking in, so they're excited about getting some creative muscle built. Like, uh, yes, get, let's, let's get going. It. And uh, so let's say hi to some of them here real quick, Eric. Um, we've got uh, Todd tuning in this morning, Fat Dad Hosel. Good morning. Hi, and uh, Kingsbury Crafts. Good morning. Um, okay. Hello from PA. <laughs> and I have to put my glasses on here. I'm not reading that very clearly. So, um, 
I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try. I'm sorry. It's all good. <laughs> I can't see it we well got, enough. We got Mark um, coming in saying Mark, uh, coming greetings in, thank from you. Florence, Arizona. I'm just here for the dad jokes. Well, y- you'll be happy. We coming, haven't forgotten the dad soon. joke. I know Terry's coming, not yeah. here, but it's coming. It's a good one though. I, I, it was uh, approved. I it told my parents it last night or my mom's here. I told her, my son was in the car, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I like this one. This is a classic dad joke. We got yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we got Angelo checking in as well. Multitasking got, as usual. <laughs> yep. Yep. Good to see Ramona checking in. Hello. 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 Rich. Uh, love Jeremy. Thanks for hosting this gang. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. I, we, we do too. And it's so blessed to get to have Jeremy join us from time to time. Uh, we've got Barb checking in from North Central Minnesota. And uh, yeah, just appreciate all you guys tune in. Take a quick moment here. You know, obviously you don't want to miss the dad joke, but at the same time, take a quick moment and get out there and uh, and share this uh, opportunity to learn and, and grow and get your creative muscle on. I'll, I'll stop flexing at some point. We'll see. Um, Taking us to the gun show early in the morning, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, Rena checking in. Good morning. We've got uh, Joe, our guest from last week, checking in from nice. um, I I. My mom was telling me that it should be in the 115 range there today. So a little, little cooler, cool, cool spell there for you, Thanks. Joe. <laughs> and Martha checking in and uh, Jeremy is pumped. All right, cool. Well, let, oh, let's quit uh, stalling here. Let's get to the dad joke. We got a little bit of housekeeping to do, and then we will get Jeremy in here. So uh, are you guys buckled up for the dad joke here? Eric, are you ready? Yeah. This yeah, is, again, the head shake live instead of behind the scenes. So. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So here we go. Erica, somebody has glued my pack of cards together. Really? I don't know why somebody would do that. I don't know, but uh, I really don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> uh, come on. It's pretty, it's pretty good. It it's at fun. least a good play on words. Come it on. Is. Dad jokes, it, it could be worse. That yeah, one's not so yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So Terry, oh, you know what? Oh, hold on. Hold on, Eric. Um, because I, I did. We're going to do a bonus one here real quick. Okay. Okay. If you like I'm the plan words, I read yeah, this one driving back. This was on the uh, <laughs> equipment supplies uh, sign. All right. Um, yeah. My, uh, my pirate friend uh, just got a new hook from the secondhand store. Oh, okay. Yeah. Your pirate hand got a new <laughs> that, That's That's the joke. All right. All right. Okay. I blew yeah. it. <laughs> okay, let's let's get it's into all that. good. It's all good. <laughs> it didn't get any better, huh? Oh, they don't. Oh. They don't all land. I mean, kind of. They don't have to land. That's the point, though. I love that. Ramona says, uh, "Did you two rehearse that one? Oh no, that's uh, that is live. I, I that felt is like that. Sad. How good we are at that. <laughs> all right. Uh. Mark's groaning. Everybody's rolling. I get it. <laughs> and Fat Dad says. Uh, I'm glad I stuck around for that one. So yes. glue stuck around. Uh, all right, man. <laughs> Good enough. Let's get into the housekeeping. We got some things we want to share with you guys first. But hey, before we dive in, thanks to everybody here for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We need your voices. We would love to have the regulators be part of the show intro. So if you want to participate, go to decorators.inc slash intro. And you'll be able to get in on the intro setup. So read a few sentences to be part of every show. We've already gotten a few but don't be left out. All right, so along with that, you guys know we are always looking for new guests. We had some awesome guests recently, but we have slots for more. If you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com slash two regular guys. Uh, that's to the number two, since Terry is not here, uh, to book a future episode or to email us at info at two, the number two regular guys with your show ideas. Yes, now, indeed. 
If you listen to the podcast for our show, we would appreciate you sharing the two regular podcast podcast with your industry friends so they can become regulators too. We'd appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, YouTube Podcasts, or wherever you do your podcast listening. And if you're watching us live right now, please join in the comments, questions, uh, the joke replies, or any of the above, and share this with your friends live so that they get in and hear all the awesome stuff Jeremy's got in store for us. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, speaking of the intros there from earlier, uh, Jeremy said, uh, hope you got mine. And we absolutely did. In fact, uh, my guy's working on it now. So maybe by next week, we'll have have a new intro or two. So we'll see. Um, We got some really good ones over the last. So you guys are starting starting to get there, but uh, keep them coming. We we can uh, we can always use more. Don't be afraid to be funny. Some of you haven't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But some of you have. So uh, (laughs) well played. Well played. They've all been great. Jeremy's was fantastic. So speaking of uh, Jeremy here, Eric. uh, Yeah. Let's let's just let's get him in here. We've kind of gone away from the whole bio reading thing and you know, it's just we'd rather hear right from them. Right. So uh, let's let's go ahead and welcome in Jeremy here. There we go. Thank you, Eric. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you so much for being here, man. Thanks, guys. I'm excited to be the third regular guy. Yes, look at this. <laughs> third regular guy joining us here. So um, as I mentioned earlier, Jeremy, we've been really grateful to have you here joining us in the past. And we always have a wonderful conversation and, and tons of great insight for all the decorators community. But sure. just in case, just in case people were maybe under a rock or this is they're new to two regular guys here. Yeah. Tell, tell us to start us off with telling us a little bit about yourself, kind of maybe what brought you to the industry. You know, I, I always like to get the 101. So give me the Jeremy 101 here. Wow, that's 101's tough for me, but I will try. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm good with brevity and writing. When it comes to talking, not so much. That's okay. So we, we can do 201 too. I'm fine with All right. <laughs> you just cut me off. So I've been in the apparel industry kind of even on the outside, probably since I was in junior high, my older brother helped start a clothing brand uh, back in the 90s, Action Sports. And so he's 11 years older than me. Growing up, every break I would get, I would go out to California and he was in charge of all the manu- the production. So I would hop in a van with him and we would go to a cut and sew facility, a dye house, screen printer, embroiderer, jewelry maker, And I never really wanted to be in the apparel industry. I just love being with my brother. But the whole time, you know, I'm just there with him learning about everything. Um, I actually wanted to be an engineer. But uh, once I started taking calculus, too, I said, this isn't for me. (laughs) (laughs) My brain doesn't work like that. Um, And, you know, it kind of fell into it. My mom was a seamstress. She taught me how to sew Mm. before I could swing a hammer. You know, I did sewing and cooking growing up and uh, just love that. But after college, my brother connected me with uh, a band merch company out of Nashville. And from 21 to 29, I was on the road in, you know, living in a suitcase, Mm. toured the world with uh, a bunch of different bands and I was selling merch. So I got that retail live event side of things. Nice. Um, but uh, my wife, after a while, was like, you can't travel anymore. She was my girlfriend at the time, but I was traveling. She didn't like that. So yeah. I got off the road. I was I was pretty tired, and I was like, what am I going to do? So I uh, got a, a normal job, making nine bucks an hour in Arizona there, uh, working at an applique company, mm-hmm. and they did all the R&D for – Abercrombie and Hollister. And so I was just sitting there in the Phoenix traffic, getting paid nothing, like <laughs> counting 
letters, you know, A, A, A for Abercrombie. We had to put the whole thing. <laughs> wow. But the whole time I'm like soaking it in, trying to figure out, yeah. you know, why are they using this stitch? Why are they using this fabrics, you know, putting two fabrics together mm. um, and just really trying to ask as many questions as I can. The people that manage me were probably sick of me because, you know, they're just like, dude, we're just here for a job, just, yeah. you know, <laughs> stop asking questions. But I was really interested because I was always on the other side of the merchandise industry. Mm. Well, I had a business partner, a friend from the music industry, and he was on the manufacturing side. So he would send out all the merchandise on the road for me and the bands. And so we had a great friendship and I'm like, Hey man, I have this really cool decoration technique. And back in 2008, it was, you know, few and far between here domestically lasers were expensive, bulky. Yeah. And so yeah. um, I'm like, Hey, let's offer this to bands. And he's like, man, I've been waiting for someone like you to help me start a business. He had a business plan, but wow. he didn't want to be on the operations and, and, you know, creative side. And so I quit my job, but I told my boss, I, I would in me and Joe actually worked for the same company yeah. at different times, but that's how we ended up meeting. But wow. I was like, Hey, I'm quitting, but I want to become your customer. And so 2008 quit everything, $5,000 and started Amber. Wow. And wow. our whole focus, we wanted to bring our tagline is fashion to the people. So we nice. wanted to bring all these cool decoration techniques, you know, cut and sew options to normal everyday people, businesses, you know, restaurants, churches. And we started mainly with applique and then it just evolved from there. And then here I am 14 years, 14, 15, almost <laughs> 15 years later, yeah. um, still doing it. You know, I, as you all know, I love merchandise. I love talking about it. My hobbies are merchandise, so it's sad, but it's, it's what I love. But that's so cool because here's here's the the thing that I really took from that, right? You mm -hmm. 15 years later, it's like you get to that point where it's even hard to remember how long it's been. But you have that same passion as when you were doing the nine dollar an hour job, asking all the questions, right? And and yeah. I think that's what really makes success. I think that's what really drives us to. Like I said, if it's your hobby, it's it's all of it. That that's totally in my mind. That's super cool. That's what I want to be. So yeah, if, <laughs> like, if that's sad, I have to say I'm sad too. <laughs> says, I had that recently. Somebody's like, "Hey, what? So what do you do for spending time on hobbies?" I'm like, "Yeah." So remember that whole section about work <laughs> we just talked about. That's also the hobby part. There's also a fun side to that. Yeah. yeah Other than baking bread, merch is pretty much all I do. Now no, I have, I have to, to say your bread, bread posts are. <laughs> fantastic so but, but at the same time like yeah i'm with you man it's like i was that kid asking all the questions too and i have to say if there's a first tip for you guys to know about being creative that's the first tip is ask all the questions yeah. my gosh i mean be curious yeah. be curious yeah. that beginner's mindset doesn't always come easily to folks later on yeah develop it early and hang on to it i mean yeah. for real it's it's probably one of the best things you can do yeah but for sure. With that. Oh, and we have a couple of comments here that I want to bring up because it's good. Because sure. Joe says, uh, sometimes fashion chooses you. That's <laughs> right. It did. The apparel industry grabs a hold of you sometimes. And then yeah. uh, you, you, you wake up about 20 years later. <laughs> <and> <laughs> figure out you've been doing that for a minute. <laughs> and Jerry says, we were all sad then. So everybody's coming together. I guess that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Glad to see everybody here. Yeah. All right. But with that, I want to get into the meat of this thing, right? So 
everybody kind of feels like they are too busy. Every time we talk to people about kind of creative stuff, they're like, man, I'm too busy. It is fast paced. The nature of us kind of kicking out orders, especially in a regular custom deck shop. Yeah. But with that demand, uh, how do you feel we should find that time and space to delve deeper into those client projects beyond kind of that initial presentation that just like, here's the thing I need. Here's my shirts. Like, here's what I'm looking for. Yeah. What do you suggest we do to get deeper into that? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's hard. The speed of our industry is so intense, as we all know, whether you're a distributor like me or you're a manufacturer like a lot of your listeners, you know, that you have to make an effort to slow down sometimes. And it's probably usually at night or on weekends because, you know, the shop is just roaring during the day. And, you know, it's tough. You can't necessarily do it for all your customers. But you can start with, you know, your core clients, ones that have been with you for a long time or bring you the most revenue. Those are the most are those are the best, you know, type of clients to really yeah. go deeper with. And there's kind of two ways to do it. You want to do it. You can do it in a group setting, which mm. is social media. A lot of times share or email newsletters sharing to everyone with no real specific, um, you know, pitch. And then you can do it personal with, like I said, your core clients. So there's a lot of ways to do it. One is follow us at Amber, you know, go to Eric, watch the take up on, on this afternoon, you know, finding new ways to think beyond just receiving the order. You know, that's, we all want those easy orders. We want to not put our hands on everything, but yeah. as technology gets better, as pricing goes down, as, it, as the landscape gets more competitive, how are you going to stand out of the crowd? And what I see, and again, I'm biased because this is the, the side of the industry I love, your ideas, your creativity, your, your feeding your customer to be that partner versus just a printer, just an embroiderer, that's what's going to set you apart. Because if you're only, you know, hey, we have great quality quick turn times, you know, great customer service. Well, everyone has that on their website. So really at the end of the day, how are you going to keep that customer from going elsewhere? Yeah. And in my opinion, even if you don't have a design is, is that creative development for us, we're full package. So we want to control everything, design, development, sourcing, but for a lot of people, they might be one, two, three people and they don't have the capacity. So Starting off is you knowing your customer is just yeah. creating a little, whether it's a trend spotlight or taking what your clients are already given you and then spice it up a little bit. If they're just doing left chest embroidery or if they're just giving you a hat with basic embroidery or a, a t-shirt with just screen printing, show them some other ways that they could elevate that with, you know, not breaking the bank. Obviously we're in the wholesale industry, so a dollar matters sometimes, yeah, yeah. but what are ways that we can just, whether it's a better garment or adding some specialty ink or the multimedia that Joe was talking about last week, screen print with a hit of embroidery or a woven label or something like that, show them what they could have. First, you can mock it up, but then show some market research. This is what I'm seeing in the retail space, whether the client's in retail or not, their audience is spending their money in a retail setting day to day, not day to day, but you know, 
week to week on Amazon or the mall or online. And there's a reason they're spending their money. They're buying something that, you know, makes them feel good, look good. And they, they, they connect with it. Well, you need to take that same mentality for helping your customers create merch. Cause the biggest thing is it doesn't matter if it's cheap. They don't, the audience doesn't care. You know, yeah. They're, yeah. they're not, they're not worried about that. They're worried about what, what they connect with and Hey, can I wear this in a social setting? Mm-hmm. They all, because they get a free shirt doesn't mean they're going to wear it. And so how do you go beyond of Mm -hmm. taking the client's orders to holding their hand a little bit. And a lot of times that comes with build some rapport. And then in between those next projects, it's not trying to say, oh, I want you to buy a more expensive garment. Well, that's kind of the, the, what goes along with adding spice to it. But it's, you go into your investment, you're already spending five bucks. But if that's a shirt that no one's going to wear, then you're wasting that money versus, put a couple more dollars in to get a better garment, a, a more unique decoration. Again, no one cares about your logo unless you're Nike, Adidas, <laughs> Under Armour, Gucci, you know, True. Louis Vuitton. No one really cares. So why why are you putting a billboard? Yes, you have to have a logo, logo to wear or, you know, branded merchandise as your foundation. But the reason people are going to wear your merchandise outside of that event, outside of work, is they connect in a lifestyle social setting. So those are the ways to balance of like, how can we as experts, and that's what we have to do is show people we're experts, not just I'm an expert manufacturer, but I'm a merch builder, I'm a brand builder. And that goes with leading, not just telling and showing people what could be done, whether it's just conceptual or you actually get, you know, Eric to did it. I'm not saying go to Eric for that. <laughs> hey, Eric, I need some, you know, cool, cool sure. stitch work or yeah. hey, can we do an applique for this and show the customer. Yeah. And a lot of times they're going to, whether they go with that or not, it's building credibility in their mind that you are the thought leader, you are the expert and that they know they have security. Like Joe said last week that yeah. you can handle my basic garment. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And I think that's the thing we've got, like, we've got Jerry here asking, uh, how do you send an email and not pitch? And I think that's the thing. It's just like the social media stuff. I always say, uh, show the work you want to do, show the kind of work you want to do to show the work you're capable of. And if you're just showing that work, whether it's like the shop shirt concept where you do a self-directed project that has all these elements in it, or if you really are, you're, you're bought in, like Jeremy says, core, core clients, someone who, you know, is bringing your revenue make up a concept for them, spend a little time, spend a little money on the effort to make up a concept for them, send that to them. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, the other thing I'll tell you I've done before, show other people in the same segment. The one I remember distinctly, we used to do email campaigns where I would put out, hey, check out this cool new stuff that's going on in the restaurant segment. Here are all these new new graphics, but I would actually show work we had done for one of the primary uh, restaurants in our town that was well thought of. And so everybody else who was from another restaurant went, wow, they do the work for X cafe maybe I need to get that work done there too. So there's also like, there's some social proof. There's all that kind of mixed in and getting to show the kind of work, all that you show that little secret sauce, that extra spice, the thing that you add to everybody. It doesn't have to be a direct pitch. I think it's like, yes, is there pitching? But like, as Jerry says, it's not, here's the price and here's the stuff and pay me and get, you know, get the thing. Mm, It's here's my, here's the interesting stuff you might want to be aware of. I'm just showing you some cool information, some, excellent decorations and garments that are something you might want to think about. 
And that's just a a very different kind of pitch, I think. Yeah. And in feeding them ideas, that's give, give, give Gary V talks, give, 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 and then ask if they're already, if they're already working with you, they trust you, you know, in some, in some aspect. Um, But it's, it's showing them that, Hey, I'm not just here to print your shirts. I, I want to help you make a better merch collection merch program again the our most of our clients they're not full-time merchandise people that's one aspect of their job so how can you make their life easier one so that they come to you with all their projects but then that that word of mouth grassroots people within their organization that are segmented say i have i use you know custom ink here i have a brother that prints there well it's easier to go deeper, right, with our current customers than in trying to acquire new ones. So, you know, to to on Jerry on the pitching, don't don't pitch. Just just let people see what's possible. Because while we want people to go direct to applique or woven labels or yeah. all the specialty stuff, they have to know what's possible first. And if you're a small shop, you can't hold everybody's hand. That's why you do it in that group setting of you know, decoration of the month or project of the month, you know, a new product that would really go well with, you know, um, puff ink or tonal prints, you know, just showing them again, market research, showing what you're doing for your clients, and then just letting people know that there's options beyond your basic embroidery and basic screen print. And my whole business was built off of the conceptual just recently is when we started showing people our product that we're making for ourselves, self promos. <laughs> but the whole time before, Angelo, me and him would talk about an idea. He would d- sketch it. He would put some market research together, and then, hey, let's. We just saw this really cool technique. Let's push it. And then we just use the market research as, hey, your logo is going to look like this. And we were able to sell pretty much everyone for the first ten years of Amber just on a concept, not even a physical awesome. promo for them. It was just an idea to show them, hey, wow, here's your merch. You can take it up to here. And you don't have to take everything up to here. Again, you can have your lower cost things that you know might be for giveaways, but that one special piece that they get for Christmas or a special yeah. event, that's going to be the item that you're going to hear about for years that I still wear that three years later. And again, it it can be as simple as a concept or you follow guys like us and piggyback off of the content we're posting and just, hey, screenshot it, put your logo on it and say, here's some new trends. If you give us a shout out, cool. But our whole goal is how can we help you make your clients have better merch? And again, it starts with knowledge, letting them know what's possible. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We could could sit and unpack all of that gold that was, I mean, there's so many bits and pieces in there. Before I get into my, my next question though, there was one part that really stood out to me that I wanted to, to see if there's any more depth we go into there. But I love the fact that you, your suggestion was, you know, going with those partners, those people that you're, you're already working with and, and thinking of them as partners, as opposed to just transactions. Right. Yeah. Because you also talked about, you know, how, costs can matter and stuff like that but i think sometimes decorators get themselves into the trap of being focused on not not necessarily the partnership more about the transaction and then from there comes this whole idea of we're now talking about cost instead of value 
right? And and I think a lot of people think those two things are the same, but yeah. they're very, very different in my mind. So Jeremy, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, the cost of something is just that raw transaction. Yeah. And so many people, a lot, most people that we deal with, you yeah. know, <laughs> how much does it cost? Oh, I'm getting quotes from around here. Yeah. And you, you really have to deflect that because even just spending time on a quote that doesn't go forward is, is time wasted that you could spend on your current clients to have a phone call to say, Hey, what's coming up. Can we get something on the schedule? Hey, we were offering promo products. Now, have you thought about that? If you're not currently asking for that and, and the value comes when we we're creating the shirt, we're, all, we're, all, we're a big part of the whole, the merchandise cycle. But the merchandise really doesn't start until we deliver it to our customer. They still have to distribute it. They still have to store it. They still have to promote it. And that's money sitting on the shelf if they can't get rid of it. So you can make even a, uh, an awesome, uh, awesome product. But then how do you go beyond to create that value? Hey, customer X, how are you distributing this? Is it free? Are you selling this? And use your experience to give them ideas because you, you can't compare costs. Like people are like, well, person down the uh, street's a dollar cheaper. And you say, well, that, that price doesn't include me and my ideas and me helping you. Again, it's your, your transaction's not done. Your transaction might be done when you deliver it to them, but your customer isn't. So yeah. how can you walk with your customer? Again, you can't do it with everyone. You gotta be very selective with your time, especially if you don't have the resources, but Eight, most likely 80% of your revenue is coming from 20, 25% of your clients. Yeah. So you just start with them and show them, say, listen, this is the cost. And, you know, let's say you're retailing it. Yes, you can have bigger margins, but look at the retail setting. Why are people paying more for this product? And why do you see it out in the streets? You go to the thrift store and it's a graveyard of 5K shirts nonprofit giveaways, boring corporate t-shirts yeah, and the pollution that's happening. And we're part of that problem yeah. because we aren't speaking our voice to show people the value isn't in the cost, right? It's, it's the return on investment or cost per impression is what we use because it's hard to do an ROI when you're giving away shirts. You, yeah. you, it's, it's tough to track that physical product, but that the more the person wears it or uses the product, the cost goes lower. It goes lower per that impression for uh, an ad on, you know, Google or billboard, you're paying lots of money and the return is going to be very minimal. Merch is actually going to have a greater return if they're wearing it, if they're using the product. So that coming down to show the customer, yeah, they might be a little more, but here's what I'm going to help you with beyond just that product. We're going to give you ideas. We're going to show you. And again, not everyone, you want to align yourself with people that value those things. So yeah. it took maturity and years of, you know, getting turned down to get to the point where, why am I wasting my breath and trying to convince people that <laughs> all these specialty, specialty things, these retail ready is important. If they don't want that, then I don't want them. And I think mm -hmm. that's, the hard part of selecting your clientele, but you have to know what that vision is. You have to lead with those ideas 
in your target market so you can go deeper. You know, you're just going to, we, we all can be profitable if we give good service, quality merchandise and equipment. Sure. You can do that forever, but do you want to do that your whole career and just be in that grind? How do you create that breath without, you know, hitting the floor on sales all the time? If you have salespeople, cool, but most of us, we're all doing it ourselves. So how can yeah. we take advantage and again, talk to the group and then focus on the, the, the specific people that are really going to pay the bills? Well, and in that case, it really is for partially for the product to speak for itself. That means you got to show your work like we talked about earlier. Yeah. I mean, the stuff has to be out there in front of people. And yeah. we do have to kind of uh, advocate for the value to the point where we just realize, hey, and also for decorators, I'm going to say this as a decorator myself. Some of the things that I've done that have made the most impact, some of the decorations I've made that have made the most impact didn't have more stitches more materials in them they were more creative on the design side yes so it may putting in more effort or even putting in more material cost doesn't even always rely reliably up value it has to be yeah. something where you know your customer you're on the right brand like you said people are looking for a culture that they fit with and i think that also kind of expands to things beyond the product itself so it's also how you present yourself and and on that kind of note um, I mean, watching you in the industry and what you do, we know that your creativity goes beyond just the product side because you guys also have really great creative promotions for the company. You have great, and also, hey, shop shirts, which are promotional and are partially product. Yeah. But how do you suggest kind of implementing creativity in other parts of the company? So you're trying to make that uh, creative brand experience, both for yourself and for your clients. What are the kind of things that you bring to bear on that? What are the kind of tips you have for starting that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, business, it's a holistic thing. It's not, hey, you could be good at, you could be the best embroiderer, but if you suck at sales and customer service or processes, it doesn't matter. So it's, you know, and creativity is not just graphically, you know, even yeah. though that's what we talk about a lot or on the fashion side, it's, you know, how can I do more with less? And, you know, systems, processes, software, you know, if you're still working through email, you know, it might be time for an upgrade. There's so many pieces of software out there that can help you automate a lot of that. You know, yeah. we use probably 10 different third-party apps and mm -hmm. you have to be creative to get your mind wrapped around that communication. We have mm -hmm. Typeinator for um, text expanders. I know there's a bunch yeah. of apps and you can even do it right on your computer, but when there's an entry, we have an automatic template that we send out, you know, for mm -hmm. shipping, for follow-up, we have a template and all we do is exclamation delivered. Hey, John, I think, you know, I see your shirt was delivered, blah, blah, blah. Um, please, you know, tag us on social media if you can post it. You have to yeah. engage people. So having that creativity of how can I take what I'm doing, email, phone calls, mm -hmm. and allow myself to do 10 times that in the same amount of time. And so mm -hmm. I think yeah. one creativity on, on the internal stuff, mm -hmm. number two would be on the marketing side, you know, yeah. I, we, there's so many people in this industry that talk the game of creativity and all the buzzwords, but are they leading with that? And that's the mm -hmm. biggest thing with us. We, we have awesome business cards. Mine are, black metal, you know, laser cut, deboss, you know, uh, a clear gel on it. Yeah. And every time I hand out that business card, 
even though that business card cost me three dollars <laughs> people are blown away they're like whoa this is the best business card i ever had it's heavy the the team we just created ones and it looks like an amex card but it's amber it's our little icon and it has yeah, yeah. A signature and everything and it and it's it's so creative if you're saying i create merchandise or i help build brands and you have this boring paper business card that doesn't show me that you're super creative that doesn't show me that you're going to make my brand look good so i think that first step is leading with that and how do you lead with that one if you don't again if you don't have the internal capacity to do that team up with people in our industry you know Th there's a reason you know guys like eric and i are posting uh, uh, more on the the fashion side and joe as sure. well there's we're we're giving that information for free we don't need to do that we've already done that that's we've already completed what we're trying to teach and part of that is my goal i, I realize that i can only handle so many clients mm -hmm. i want to handle everybody but i i don't have that to scaling portion of it well yeah. i i came to maybe it was covid but i'm like you know what my goal is to help people create better merch and if i just focus on my clients that's going to be a small circle of influence that's why i've kind of opened it up yeah. for people in our industry if i can help my peers help their clients make better merchandise we're yeah. you know all what is all raising ships or, yeah the rising tide lifts all boats that's yeah fine. exactly <laughs> and the, the more we can keep out of the landfill, the more we can take off that sweat. I know a lot of people use swag. I don't like it because I yep. feel like it's cheapened our industry or just like tchotchkes. Sure, sure. It, the more people can lift beyond that, the better. And so whether it's us giving that creativity to you guys and ideas or you doing it yourself, it, it's good to get away from the machine. It's good to get away from the computer and by by filling your creative bank that's that's the way to do it and so long answer is it's all good you know i think pinterest is a great mm. starting point it the software is built for ideas and so for you as a, a company start your own pinterest board if you have employees especially if they're young mm. hey take 10 minutes out of your day and go pin huge I guarantee everyone, anyone you ask in your organization will say yes, that uh, at least a young person, because they'd rather be on the computer or phone than <laughs> what they're doing. That's a great way to start. And you you come up with this kind of vision, knowing who your customers are and what your specialty is. If you can do patches in applique in-house, awesome. If you're great with specialty embroidery or awesome digitizing, let's focus on that and start building these boards to have a library to refer to. You don't have to be thinking about a, a certain customer for everything. Yeah. I I'm always saying you, you constantly feed your creative bank that way. When that customer comes looking for ideas, Hey, we're looking for something new for Christmas gifts. Instead of just offering a, uh, uh, you know, a North face jacket with a basic embroidery, show them what else is possible and all you have to do is refer back to your pinterest board for me because i love it yeah it's all up in here i know everything i've added and can you actually show that uh yeah absolutely jeremy let's okay. yeah but let's let's do this real quick okay, there, there's so much to unpack here yeah um, let, let's i want to take a real quick break here so we don't interrupt uh, i want you to keep 
keep this flow going, but we got to take a real quick break. Of course, and, sorry. and then let's come back to this. And and yeah, I can't wait to see that. So, Eric, whenever you're ready, sir. Absolutely. Do you feel like you've spent countless hours and thousands of dollars trying to achieve your goal and are still spinning your wheels? Do you feel like you're not achieving your important goals due to a lack of support or accountability? You need a facilitated transformative mastermind group, not just any old mastermind group, but one that's facilitated by certified success principles coaches. Stop being trapped in the cycle of stagnation and join a group of high achieving individuals raising each other up. Visit Radical Goal Get to apply for your spot today. It's time to achieve your number one goal for 2023 and set yourself up for a successful 2024. You will achieve a goal you had a hard time believing was possible and find a community of support and accountability that will lead to more self-confidence. There are only five available time slots and each group is limited to six people. Groups are forming the week of August 7th. Head to RadicalGoalGetters.com now. All right, you guys, I, I just had to share that today is the last day to get registered for that. So we had to share that. But uh, yeah, Jeremy, this has been incredible. There's so much good stuff here. So let, let's just keep heading down that road. We've also had a lot of really great comments from the regulators, too. So, Eric, um, if you want to bring that board up real quick and then absolutely, Jeremy, we're going to just wind you up and, and let you go again. This has been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, again, how do you feed? You know, a lot of people say I'm not creative or I don't know where to start. Again, the Pinterest board for me, I've, I've been doing this over 10 years now. And so you can kind of see how many boards I have. I mean, everything wow. from headwear to woven labels to lapel pins. I mean, anything and everything retail display. So again, that's my hobby. I don't expect you to have an <laughs> awesome one like this. If you do have an awesome Pinterest like this, then we'll be friends because um, I really love Pinterest. But again, it's I'm I'm putting stuff on there that is attractive to me that resonates mm. to me mm. one if i can know the marketplace when a customer comes to me and they tell me their vertical or their audience then it really helps me go back and dial down what is going to be good for their audience again it's not just about your buyer their tastes you, it's about their audience and so how do you balance with a buyer to say hey I know that you like this, but what I'm seeing for teenagers in the retail space is this, mm -hmm. this, and this. And again, it's it's a, a reflection of what you're doing behind the scenes. It builds credibility. That's why a lot of people come to us for trends is because we're leading with that and we're just showing them what's possible. There's so many people that on the promotional product side, they sell 10, 15 times more merchandise than we do, but they're tired of it it doesn't get them jazzed <laughs> up it's just boring logo slaps you know creating widgets oh, that's man. great and that builds a company but people are want they want more they want to see what else is out there so again it's just educating people what's possible first off and yeah. then from there once they know what's possible then you can start elevating their merchandise or showing them you know let's try something uh, you know a little more fashion forward or you know change this color up to something that's great for the spring and summer and so the pinterest board is mm -hmm. my you know my creative library and then it allows you to pull it for me me and joe we're going to be building a podcast and we're going to have nice. a section we're going to have a section that is people submit their 
either, you know, client work or their projects that they're working on. And we'll come up with three to five different creative ideas to awesome. tell the customer, Hey, awesome. add this specialty ink, or maybe wow. just put a, you know, woven label. We're going to, we're going to ideate on demand basically to help people mm. come up with the ideas. Again, I understand that people don't have that time, but we want to take that, that, that wall of difficulty and, yeah. you know, rely on us because we love to do this. And that's why we've kind of slowed down some of our client work and we're, we're starting to shift the business a little bit to helping people in our industry more creating social media mm -hmm. content, creating marketing. So we can, again, we can make a bigger impact in our personal circle by helping all of you. And so again, whether it's digital for me, yeah. I love the digital ideation, which is Pinterest, but I also love the physical tactile thing. So again, whatever you, way that you pull in information, do that. So for me, it's fashion magazines, hmm. my whole office, it's, it looks like a mess, but <laughs> it's a library of books and inspiration I've collected. So I love wow. vintage. I love all nice. things nostalgia. Nice. And nice. so I have, you know, anything preppy. I have the Japanese mm -hmm. do an amazing job of curating American history better than we do. They're oh, really buying true. up all of our, when you see stuff on eBay and, you know, jeans going for 400 bucks, yeah. people in Japan are buying those basically. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. so yeah. they've done a great job of curating the Americana culture. And so we, we love that aesthetic. So I'm buying these books that, you're not going to find all of it online. A lot of these yeah. are hard to find, but it's this magazine, it's called Second, and it's just about menswear, and it's curated perfectly. They reach out to all the vintage so cool. vintage stores in Japan, and they feature them, and they get to show these old products that are, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old, and they do a little snippet. So I'm I'm looking at magazines I bought yeah. all these t-shirt books. Again, if we you sell t-shirts, you should have every one of those books because yeah. you look at that and you're going to get, again, you're going to fill your mind with images of what's come before you. So you can then pull from them to help your clients, vintage surfing, posters, skateboard, you know, yeah. I've kind of just kind of categorized it typography. You know, there's this whole thing of, of totally. all the different surfing and lettering. So, streetwear is find ways that you learn best and start there again you don't have to go to the extreme just mm -hmm. having a basic understanding because you as a decorator might not even know what's out there i know so many people that they only know basic screen print or dtf or heat transfers yeah. or embroidery we have to educate ourselves first if totally. we want our customers to make better merch they you can only make as good as is you can offer, you <laughs> yeah. know, so that's, again, how do you feed that beast of ideas and what's out there? Because again, whether you're marketing or not, people wear merchandise for a reason or, you know, use yeah. promotional products and you have to give them a reason too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. totally. I, absolutely. I'm, I'm one of those people, I guess I always tell my people on my shows, I know you guys have tuned into a lot of my shows, but it's like uh, consume broadly, create with focus. Yep. You bring all this stuff and you put it on the back burner in your mind. You don't know when it's going to be useful to you, but check it out. There are so many ways to make marks on fabric. There's a tremendous number of options that we have. And every, every year they have become more and more accessible to all of us. 
I think yeah. all of the tools have become more accessible and it's more about having that creative ability and having that bank, like you said, that massive bank of just concepts and ideas. Yep. Yep. All right, Eric, before we get too far away, I do, I do want to yeah. bring in some of the regulars comments. We don't really need Absolutely. to talk too much, but we can certainly, yeah, but uh, I just want to hit, uh, hit a couple of them just so we get them, get them included in there. But, uh, and I've got them here, Eric, so okay. I can hit them real quick for sure. you. So, um, Nathan says, so you are talking about quality earlier. Preach it. Quality and detail still matters. Uh, Sheila mentioned my favorite clients are the ones that want me to come up with something special for them. They understand the creative aspect of the way we work and are open to something that they've not even thought of. Yeah. Um, I thought this comment from Angela was was great, right? When you are so creative like you guys are, Jeremy, right? I was at a food event last night and the boring logo tees actually made him mad. <laughs> yeah, we, we are very opinionated. <laughs> I like it. Haters like it. at times. Yeah, I that's, love okay. it, that's all right. Um, but when you get a passion for something, you gotta gotta grab onto it. Yeah. So, um, and then when you were talking about like trying to sell to people that aren't open to those things, right? Don't waste your time trying to convince the fly that that nectar is better than poop, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think uh, Jeremy, you've got a friend in the uh, Pinterest world here. He says he's always joking about effing Pinterest and effing Etsy because I go down the rabbit hole finding things I like. Love Guilty it. pleasure. <laughs> Um, but that's stuff that that's absolutely what influences us. I know a bunch of the stitch types I use. Anytime I use a stitch type, someone goes, "What is that? That's weird." It's because I've built something based on like a vintage piece I saw, or some you know, or some fiber art that somebody was working on. Yeah. But it's all about just consuming that stuff all the time and just kind of keeping it fresh. And then, so, real quick, to go back what you were saying earlier about yeah. the design aspect, you know, yeah. if a lot of people don't have that in-house design, sure. or their in-house designer is production artist, not creative artist. That doesn't mean you just, okay, my hands are thrown up. I'm waiting for the customer to give me their design. It's how can you influence their designs? Yeah. If, if you have this good rapport with a customer, put a little trend report, put a little mood board together for them and say, hey, I was seeing this and I thought when you guys are creating your next line, check out some of these elements that I think would go well for your brand. You can influence design without being the designer. And so that's the biggest thing of make it as easy as possible for them to work with you. But mm. then also, how am I feeding them and how am I influencing their design? Even if you don't have that design taste, again, go to market research and let yeah. the brands that people are spending their hard-earned money on influence their design. That way, because I guarantee a lot of times you have the designer in the back room, they need to design a shirt for the event or a promotion they have no connection with the, the manufacturer. And so mm -hmm. they're just designing on this flat mock-up, not even thinking in layers. Well, yeah. it gets to you. And then a lot of times you don't even have time to influence that. If the designers know they can add a patch to a hat or a little woven label on the inside or an inside neck tag print, you know, for big, you know, you can do garment washing. If they knew that those were possible, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to design for it. Because if you get the designers pumped, yeah. then they're going to get more budget because they're sold on it. And then they're going to come in and make a better product. So, again, there's so many ways to influence with the creativity. And one, you just have to start. And then two, how can I be creative and figure out ways to sink my claws into this customer instead of just that transaction? get the creatives on their team involved and let them see what's possible. Cause I guarantee they want to showcase their skills in those layers, not just logo shirt done. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. absolutely. I mean, that I think that's the thing. It's like they don't know what they don't know. And yeah. you are the expert of the process portion of it, whether you're a distributor or somebody who's doing the actual decoration. You should at least. And if you're not, this is a good time to start. Uh, know what those processes are, where you can get them done or who can do them if you're not doing them yourself. And then you got to show those. You just have to say these are possible. You're right. Yeah. Without showing your work, like we've been talking about over and over again, people don't know what they don't know. You're the guide. You know, you are the mentor to them in this process. If they knew all of it, they wouldn't have you do it. They'd go straight to contract. Yeah. So yep. it's, and it's, Nathan Lieber that just commented, yeah. he has a shop in Ohio and he does that a lot showing the different techniques and he's worked yeah. with Abercrombie and he know he's seen all that elevated retail style. And so yeah. for him, it's natural because you know, he helped them, you know, produce a lot of that. And then now it can trickle down to his rest of his customers. But I think we take for Absolutely. granted that our customers, they don't know anything close to what we know. So yeah, yeah. what you might take for granted, oh yeah, applique is easier, or patches. No, you have to show them. Otherwise they're not thinking about it at all. They, they don't even, they don't even look at the layers. They have, you know, a, a, my design goes on this shirt. You need to show and break it apart design elements decoration then the product and how can we adjust with their budget and timeline and you know project to make that perfect garment for that event um and again it just takes a little effort and you can't do it with everyone just be selective who you do it with and as it as it builds then you can expand and um you know infiltrate the rest of your customers yeah absolutely yeah wow um okay so Jeremy, my goodness, this has been fantastic. This super, I mean, seriously, we, we, and, and honestly, we barely hit any of the questions. So I'm going to make a note here. We're going to have Jeremy back. We're going to have one question and then we're going to break it down because there's so much good stuff there. Um, but before we get you out of here though, I do want to make sure that people can come connect with you. You know, what, what do you guys got going? Uh, I, I'm going to tune into this podcast for sure. When you guys are ready, yeah, I can't let us know when you're ready. Um, it's going to be called dudes of thread. Dudes oh, of thread. Oh my gosh. Super cool. So and I'm sure they'll be, yeah. Anyhow. Uh, so first let, let's start there. Where, where can people connect with you, find out more about what you're doing over there at Amber, et cetera. Yeah. So, um, our marketing for Amber is kind of on, uh, a pause cause we're, we're kind of shifting our approach to, um, what we do. Okay. Um, but LinkedIn, Jeremy, uh, JW picker at LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Amber, creative we've started a channel um and we're slowly building that just again we cool. want to educate and show people what's possible and so that's one of them and then you know we have a couple podcasts um we're small we have great ideas but minimal time so we're working <laughs> towards building up our podcasting um and then this year we're going to be building uh our own clothing brand wow, you know nice. instead of Nice. Again, slowing down some of the client work because at the end of the day, even if we have great ideas, it's the client's money and project and brand, and they don't always go with it. So we being creatives and we're restless, we are going to create our own brand nice. and lead with it. We're going to try to approach a retail brand nice. a little differently, more on design and decoration um, and showcase what's possible as a clothing brand. And again, it kind of, it shows our customers and shows the people that we're influencing that again, we're leading with what 
people can do instead of just telling them. So yeah. that's yeah. really exciting. And then um, Amber is, you know, we're we're slowly creating our own little product line for uh, to showcase some of our creativity. And again, it's wow. just it's a good release for us. But awesome. yeah, yeah, Twitter and Twitter and LinkedIn are my favorite. Um, but follow me everywhere because I'm awesome. I'm happy to talk T-shirts. Yes, for sure. for sure. And Jerry says uh, dudes of thread. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. It'll be, okay. you know, it'll be different than Eric. Eric's, you know, very technical and and, and getting into the hard details. Ours is going to be more focused at the distributors, the, you know, um, the people that already know how to do the, a lot of the manufacturing techniques. And we're just trying to show them how to elevate their product utilizing Sweet. specialty embroidery applique and then multimedia um you know we'll be talking market research again our ideation station and then um yeah just so nerds cool. talking about <laughs> what, what we love is, awesome. is you got, you got your first listener for sure right here so. yeah, yeah, yeah. we <laughs> can't wait there, so, yeah keep keep us posted keep on us that posted. as soon as you have that out there um for sure we'll make sure that we share that with the regulators as well Absolutely. so and, and jeremy yes we, we can't wait to have you back and and we probably had too big of a gap in there. I think must have what happened yeah, it's the gonna, last time. So let's let's years. fix that. We'll keep make this a little bit more regular thing. So yeah, if you need so last much. minute, man, you know I'm always down to talk. <laughs> I know you. Are. <laughs> You're the best, dude. I don't this think we're run out of subject matter. So nope, I think we're good. Awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much for your thank time you, today. It really was great thank talking you. to you. You too. All right, man, just incredible, guys. You're gonna, have to, I'll, I'll have to listen back to that one myself. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It, well, like I said, you know, just in that first question, we could go back and unpack oh, the, the pieces of that. For real. I mean, wow, you could just listen to that first, you know, whatever ten minute segment, and and like, oh my gosh, completely change the way you're thinking about hey. things, the way you're doing things. So, like um, I said, yeah. I, I actively follow Jeremy, so you can say I, I'm a fan. So for real, like that was a, <laughs> that's a good show. You guys got to absolutely tune into the stuff he's doing yeah for sure all right well like i said hang tight don't go anywhere yet yet though i know we're going to go a little bit into bonus time so we're going to yeah. be quick getting through here so we can get you to the secret sauce um yes. if you're new checking us out make sure that you are following us as well to the number two regular guys is where you can find us on most places youtube facebook um we don't have a linkedin page but maybe we should who knows but <laughs> you, you, we you should. Can, yeah Find, find us there. All right. Um, real quick, Eric, what I've got going on, uh, you guys heard the little quick break about Radical Goal Getters. I just want to just remind people, this is your last chance. Today is it. So I, I just, I hate it when people go, oh man, that really, really would have helped me here. Right? I'm kicking myself for not doing that. I'm kicking myself for not yeah. take, betting on myself. I said that on Wednesday in a program I was doing. You bet on yourself, right? Take, take that yeah. initiative and transform yourself and your business. Radicalgoalgetters.com. Uh, the groups are starting on Monday. So like I said, we're going to pretty much close it down and get things moving so we can get information out to everybody after today. Um, so that's the first thing. Next thing for me is I do have the Fundamentals of Business Success book. It's out there and available nice. currently as an ebook. Um, I'm taking pre-orders for the paperback version as well. Um, in talks with a couple of publishing companies as we speak here. But for right now, if you want to go over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash FBS book, um, you can uh, get in there. The, the book is all about kind of ditching the daily grind and finding the fun in your business. And it's got 13 fundamentals. And uh, to me, it's a, a no-nonsense guide that's going to help you lay a solid business foundation 
right? We, we want to get into some more depth there. So check that out uh, again at our successgroup.com forward slash FBS books. Um, last thing I wanted to share is uh, Impressions Expo coming up here in September. Um, I will get to be a part of a wonderful workshop called the ABC's Design Print Market. And uh, I'm going to be co-hosting that with the, the fine folks over at the Magic Touch, uh, the gentleman from Corel Trainer, and also Creo. So uh, the, the four of us will be uh, presenting this full-day workshop where we're going to provide a start-to-finish look at custom apparel, initial design, final print, uh, I'm going to bring as much business acumen to it so you can start building a foundation there. And we're just going to walk you through each step. And so if you go over to osg.link forward slash ABCS, ABCs, that will uh, that will get you there. But uh, Eric, what about you? What's uh, on your schedule today and beyond? Well, today I have episode 163 of The Take Up. That's my Friday live show. And it's all about embroidery, experimentation, alteration, combination, expansion, and constrictions. Believe it or not, I also had a show planned on creativity this week. So if you were interested in this show, you'll probably like the show that we're coming up this afternoon at 2.30 Mountain Time. Yeah. We're going to talk about the ways we stretch ourselves creatively from the simplest, simplest material switches to developing new textural techniques, specialty stitches, and the like. How can we alter, combine, expand, and even constrict our creative conditions to make new work that uses the unique characteristics of embroidery to their best end. So head over to ericcampbell.com. You'll see a tab at the top that says the take up. Click that. You'll get the full playlist of a full 163, just about hour and a half long shows that I do, <laughs> as Jeremy said, technical and going deep as I often do. So that's happening this afternoon. Also, uh, I'll be at Impressions Expo Fort Worth. You'll start seeing promotions coming up for that soon. I'm doing a piece that's really, believe it or not, about selling embroidery, something that I don't mm. always teach. And it's uh, presenting embroidery's value proposition. And that is all about how we present embroidery and we start to make the conversation more about value, very much about the stuff that we talked about today. So yeah, check that out at Fort Worth if you can get out to Impressions. Awesome. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, real quick for Terry, uh, since yeah. uh, he's not here, I'll just share real quick. Um, we talk about his complete screen printing business course. And I know we've been talking about this for a long time, but there's a reason that they fill up every time. I, I've been yeah. in it, right? And even knowing some about screen printing, uh, I've been through it a couple times, actually, and I learned something every time. So check that out. Uh, he's going to be at Workhorse Products in Phoenix, Arizona, September 23rd through the 24th. It'll be much cooler than the 115 it is there today. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, if you want to go really get some cool weather, you can go uh, check it out in Chicago at Atlas Screen Supply on November mm -hmm. 4th through the 5th. Uh, he will then also be with us over there at Impressions Expo. And um, he's going to be speaking on DTG DTF. And he will also be moderating a panel discussion. So uh, get over there to Impressions Expo. But if you want to find out everything about what Terry's got going on, his kind of big book of travel, so to speak, uh, you can check that out at terrycombs.com. So, Absolutely. All right. So you owe us some secret sauce, my man. I, 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 I know. I put it out there. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to <laughs> deliver some secret sauce. So here we go. Let's go, man. All right, the secret sauce. We're going to sink our teeth back into the world of AI with this delicious sauce, allowing you to utilize AI as a power, powerful time management tool. Kind of in the hustle and bustle of the decorating apparel industry, every minute does count, and that's where AI can lend a hand. Uh, certainly, many people have turned to AI to uplevel their product, productivity when it comes to 
things like content creation, uh, finding details quickly, and and even those that uh, were part of the Mastering AI project that we had with Dan Coleman over at our success group, right? Even in the graphics space, you're seeing a lot of that, uh, maybe even creativity coming out of that. But what I discovered was something really cool that uh, I don't think a lot of people are utilizing AI for yet, and that's making our work days more efficient and then focused. Right? A lot of people talk about having a time management problem, but the reality is you have a priority management problem. So here's how I'm using AI for time management. Uh, first, I use it for kind of task structuring and prioritization. Uh, AI is going to help you plan your day, day and can even give you a detailed table format if you ask it for that. Um, you just provide it with uh, your kind of list of tasks, what available time you have, and kind of what the priorities are for you, what's your number one goal, that kind of thing. And it will help you structure your day to achieve the right things at the right time. And uh, just a reminder with all things AI, the more specific you are about what you want to achieve, uh, the better AI can assist you. Uh, the next thing that uh, AI has been help, been able to help me to doing with time management is it will help us subtract activities, right? It, it's not always about doing more. Sometimes it's about doing less, doing things, you know, not doing the things that we don't really need to do. Um, so AI can help you identify non-essential activities that you could reduce or eliminate to save more time. Uh, if you give the AI as specific details as you can about what your goals are and then the timeline for completing those goals and then all the tasks that are on your list, as we talked about in the first segment, it can suggest some tasks that you might want to instead either delegate, maybe you're just going to dump them all together or move them to a time after you've achieved your number one goal. And then also I use AI to kind of help me map out a timeline of those goals, right? Or whether long-term goals, it, it starts kind of with getting really clear on what the specific goal is and why, but then feed that information into the AI with as much detail as you currently have, along with some of the ideas of how you might get to that goal. And you don't have to know all the steps, right? And, and those steps are actually gonna adjust over time, but the more you learn about it, the more you can kind of have a clear picture of where, where you're gonna head. But AI can actually help you fill in some of the gaps. It's gonna give you some great ideas and help you kind of round out your to-do list so you're focused on your long-term priorities. And then one additional way that AI can help you manage your time, specifically how to handle interruptions, right? They're, they're inevitable, right? You maybe you've got a coworker or that coworker's a spouse per se or something like that, a family member, even the customers that pop in when you're kind of in the zone in that uh, creative space or wherever you're at, if you give AI your specific details on what kinds of typical interruptions you're facing and how it's affecting your schedule, AI will actually suggest to you some strategies, right? Here's an example of a prompt I would use. Uh, Please provide a guideline for how to effectively handle interruptions and distractions during my workday. These might include, and then give it the potential distractions, right? Because then it's going to spit out some ideas, whatever suggestions sound interesting to you. You can ask AI to give you more information and even provide you with a step-by-step -step guide on how to get there. So it can be a wonderful sounding board, really, in a lot of ways for finding polite ways of turning someone down or, or saying no to a customer. I know a lot of us talk about how we need to say no to our customers more often or, or potential customers that really aren't good for us. So anyhow, I hope that secret sauce is uh, delicious and uh, you have been able to take something out of it that will help you with your time management. Remember, it's not about working harder. It's about working smarter. And uh, so there's your secret sauce for the week.
Nice, man. All right. I try to go as fast Interesting concepts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Eric, uh, well into bonus time, but well worth so it good. because the bonus time was fantastic and glorious and we got a ton of great information so Absolutely. first and foremost eric I, we just want to give a big thank you and shout out to jeremy jeremy picker at amber fantastic. creative make sure that you're following him make sure that you're preparing for the all those creative cool things that they've got coming up be be there and and uh, get that inspiration um in fact we had uh, a suggestion earlier uh that we should just have a weekly 10 minute segment with jeremy um yeah so <laughs> we, we'll see how that fits into everybody's schedule but i i like it um so we've we've done it eric we're, we're here thanks jeremy yep. very much for your time today absolutely fantastic really nothing i can say aside from hey if you didn't catch all of it listen back again and tune in to all the stuff jeremy's got going on it's really worthwhile Yep. Yep. Indeed. So Eric, thank you so much for uh, wearing both hats today and did a fantastic <laughs> job as usual. And I uh, really appreciate you, uh, you pushing all those buttons and, uh, and, and whatnot. So <laughs> all the ones I didn't miss, you know, <laughs> happy to do it, my friend. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, until then I'm Eric Campbell sitting in for Terry Combs. He's in Montgomery. And that was the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out! <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.